a powerful teaching today. And I pray the Lord today will use this to bless your life and strengthen you in the faith. In Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for being my family and partners. And now let's pray. Wonderful Lord, thank you for your word. Oh, we thank you with all our heart for your word. To you be the glory and the honor, wonderful Jesus. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Where would we be without the Bible? I don't even want to think about it, to be honest with you. Ephesians chapter 6. I want to teach on the armor, the Christian's armor, the armor of God. Because, remember, we are living in a, in a war zone, <laughs> and we need to know how to win, how to win, and stay victorious, stay victorious. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. I'm reading verse 10, Ephesians 6. You know, and I think this is a reminder from Paul the Apostle, like an urgent reminder when he says, finally, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. He's really adding to all he said already in, the, in this amazing book. Put on the whole armor of God where... Put on the whole, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or schemes of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And here he gives us the five divisions of the devil's army. Number one, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, which means demons, but against principalities or chief rulers of the highest rank, against powers or sergeants then who, that are under the principalities and against the rulers of the darkness of this world. That's men that the devil uses and people he uses. And then spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. It's you know, quite interesting in verse 12, he gives us the five div divisions of, the, of his army, of the devil's army. Yet we know there are five divisions in the Lord's army, in the angelic. So Satan always is copying you know, what God is doing. Because in the angelic, you have the seraphs, the cherubs, the living creatures, archangels, and angels. So you have five divisions in the angelic and five divisions in the demonic. So he says in verse 14, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Someone explain now, this is very powerful. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, then take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer. So you get seven amazing parts of the armor here, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So here is Paul's urgent reminder, you know, finally. So Paul tells us, the life is, uh, of, of the Christian is lived on the battlefield because this is the battle we are in. 
So here he says our conflict is, is with spiritual beings, spiritual enemies, not, not natural, phys- uh, not physical, but spiritual. And therefore we need spiritual weapons. We have spiritual enemies, we need spiritual weapons. So here, as Christians, we have to understand we belong in two realms. We belong in the spiritual realm. We also belong in the physical realm. But our war is in the spiritual realm. So he begins with, finally. And then he says, be strong in the Lord. Notice now verse 10, one more time, because this is, I think, really important. So he says, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. What does it mean to be strong in the Lord? Well, uh, it, it talks about our fellowship here. The Christian who is in fellowship with God, whose fellowship has not been broken, is in a beautiful place of strength. But So it says be strong in the Lord, in the Lord, meaning you're in him to be strong. You draw upon his strength rather than your own strength. So you're strong in the Lord rather than strong in yourself. So that means fellowship. In the Lord means fellowship. So any individual whose fellowship has been broken has no strength. He, he, has, he has no strength. He has no fruit. He has, he's, you know, frankly, no use to him. He's useless or she's useless because to lose fellowship with God, you, an, an individual becomes strengthless, no strength, no fruit, no use. So here it says, be strong in the Lord, communion with the Lord is what in the Lord means, in the Lord, with communion in the Lord. So this is our strength for the conflict, comes from being in the Lord. So, and then he says, and in the power of his might, meaning we, we, we seek that strength every single day. We, we seek that strength every single day. So the Lord does not give us wholesale strength. He does not give us strength for a week. He gives us strength for the day, for the day. Give us this day our bread. So give us this day our strength. So it's really, it's a, it's a daily communion. It's a daily oneness with him. Thank God for that. Wow. It's a daily communion. No such things as leftovers in the kingdom. We, we don't live on leftovers. God does not give us wholesale strength. He gives us daily strength. And though and so here we, we begin acting and living and appropriating his strength, appropriating his fullness. And now he says, now that you've done that, you, you, you're in the Lord, you're drawing on his might, his strength, now you can put on the whole armor of God. So it's impossible to put on the whole armor. And now watch, it's, it's, it's called the armor of God. The armor of God <coughs> means he gives it to us. And we're the ones that put it on. So we, we're going to explain the armor of God. What is the armor of God? Well, I'm, that's what I'm, why I'm teaching and what, what, what I'm teaching on. So he says, put on the armor of God. So God gives us the armor, but we are the ones who put it on. God will not put on the armor for us. He just says, here it is. I provide it. I give it. I supply it. You now wear it. You put it on. So it's our responsibility to wear it. It's our responsibility to put it on. 
that you may be able to stand against what? Against the wiles or schemes or tricks and traps of the devil. And so there's no, there is no standing against the devil if we're not armored. We cannot stand against Satan without the armor of God. And the armor of God has seven pieces. And when you put on, and by the way, it's quite simple. It's not something difficult. And I'm going to show you how simple it really is, truly. Nobody can stand against the devil who is not armored, who is not uh, clothed with the armor of God. So, but, but, but again, there's no failing or falling with it. You can't fail, you can't fall when you wear the armor. So he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. So now you're able to stand. You can't fall. You can't. Uh, you, you cannot weaken against the schemes, tricks, traps, and and wiles of the devil. And now he begins by, and he starts by, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So these are not uh, imaginary enemies. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, powers rulers of the darkness of this of this world, and then spiritual wickedness. So I just gave you the five divisions earlier. So these are not, uh, you know, some imagination, somebody's imagination. No, no. These are real enemies, real forces, and very powerful forces. They're invisible, invisible enemies who want to destroy our faith. They want to, to produce uh, doubt. They want to destroy our humility and produce pride. They want to destroy our peace and bring confusion. They want to destroy our joy and, and occupy us with the things of the world and the, and the filth of the world and so on and so, and so forth. So their attack is not against our body. Their attack is against our soul. These spiritual forces I just mentioned and in verse 12, our, our, uh, they, they want to attack our soul, our spiritual walk with God. And so now Paul says uh, something very imp uh, important in verse 13. Wherefore, wherefore means in view of the fact, in view of the fact, you, we, we have these, these enemies. Take unto you, take unto you, you wear it, take unto you the whole armor of God. Wherefore, in view of the fact we have such, such powerful, wicked, spiritual, invisible enemies, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day when they plan your destruction is that the evil day because they wait for the right day when you're weak, you see? And then it says, having done all to stand, stand. So here we are, we are commanded. In view of this, of this fact, uh, uh, make sure you, you do your part. Make sure you take unto you the whole armor uh, that you may be able to withstand an evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. So this is really important. So in verse 11, he says, make use of the weapons that God gave you to, to repulse the enemy, to, to repulse the attacks of the enemy. That's in verse 11. He says, put on the whole armor, 
Okay, so make sure you're you've got the weapons to uh, to to stop to stop him from attacking you, from ruining your faith, and so forth. And then he says in verse thirteen, "Wherefore take unto the whole armor of God." Again, is the armor of God, not your armor or my armor, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So, notice again, he's telling us to stand, not advance. To stand, not advance. Occupy the ground God gave you. Occupy the ground God gave you. Some believers have have brought ruin to their Christian life by advancing into territory God never gave them. It's very important what I just said. They've advanced into territory God never told them to go to. So wait till God gives you the territory and then you protect it. You protect it. And, you know, this is complicated for some people, but it's quite simple to, to understand. God gives us our walk. God gives us our territory. Stay in it. Protect it. Don't advance into territory God never gave you. Because there's danger there. God will not go with you. Remember when, when the children of Israel were told to go spy the land? And then they came back in numbers and said, you know, there's giants there. And so God said, okay, you're staying here. You're going to die in, the, in, this, in this wilderness for 40 years. They decided to go into territory. God, God did not give them. He said, look, I'm not going to be with you if you go there. And they went into the land and were defeated. We see that many times in the Bible. We see that many times in life. I remember a preacher going to a city. God never called him to go to. And, uh, and the demons, uh, well, he went to fight the devils in the city, by the way. He, he, he said he wanted to go and attack the forces, the heavenly forces over that city. And he was ruined. He lost his ministry, lost everything. Because he went into territory unarmed. He went into a battle without the right equipment. So God gives us the territory, and then he says, okay, now, put on the equipment. Put on the weapons I give you. And then you can go and fight. But don't advance beyond what I've given you. Stand. He didn't say advance. He said stand. All right. Stand, and then he says this. And this is really important. Verse 14. Stand, therefore. Stand, therefore. Don't advance, don't, uh, don't go against the devil into territory that is not yours. I'm talking to somebody who needs this. I'm talking to somebody who needs this. You know, my son-in-law, Michael, asked me a question. He said, give me the secret to longevity. I said three things. Number one, I said, fill your heart, build a reservoir of God's word in your heart so when the troubles come, you know where to go. Number two, cling to Jesus. Cleave to Jesus. Without that word in you, you can't. And number three, stay in your calling. He said, why? I said, because in your territory, there is protection. In your call, there's protection. You go outside your call, you're going to face demons you hadn't really fought before. There's the, the, you, will, you will fall into sin if you leave your territory. Happened to Uzziah, happened to Saul, remember? They left where God told them to stay. Ruin came. So never leave your call. Never leave the territory God gave you. 
stand in it and keep the devil out of it. Quite simple. So Paul says, okay, this is your territory. Now you stand there. And then he says something very important. He said, stand therefore having your loins. Okay, stand therefore having your loins. Girt about with truth. So now we come to the first piece of the armor. What, what, what does it mean by loins? Well, loins, you know, in, the, in, in, in ancient days, they would wear robes. And the robes were long. So they would put a belt around their waist to keep that garment, you know, tight and right so they don't fall when they're walking, they don't fall when they're working, they don't fall and trip when they're running. So the loins, meaning waist, Peter says, that you put it around your mind. It's the, the waist in the natural is your tummy. The waist in the spirit is your, is your mind, believe it or not. So whenever you read, like put, put your belt on, it doesn't mean put your belt on audio, you know, around the waist. That, that's in the physical realm. But the belt goes around your mind. So let's, let's go to 1 Peter, 1 Peter 1.13, and here and we see it there so clearly. Okay. By the way, this this amazing teaching is going to go on this whole week probably because there's so much to it. I can't rush it. You you don't want me to rush it. You know, I hope you don't. Wherefore, gird up, I'm reading 1 Peter 1.13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, So we know now that when when it says, when it says, let's go back to Ephesians. When it says in, in Ephesians that you should put that belt on, we know it's your mind. So he says, having your your loins girt about with truth. So truth around your mind, truth around your mind. Let's talk about that a second because it's really, really important. So Girt about with truth. What is the truth? Well, it's, it's God's word. Jesus said in John 17, 17, thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. So it's the word of God now that has to regulate our minds. The word of God has to control our thoughts. That's the first piece of the armor. That let the word of God control your thoughts. Let the word of God regulate your mind. Because see, Satan is a liar, and and we can only defeat him with the truth of God's word in our mind. So the the first place is we renew our mind with the word. We put that belt of truth around our mind. That's the first piece of the armor. So the devil has no power over those of us whose minds are full of the word of truth. Because Paul says, very, very beautifully, he says, having your loins girt about with truth, having your loins, mind, put a girdle around your mind, but let the girdle of truth be around your mind. The truth is God's word, John 17, 17. And the devil cannot win with, with anyone that has truth in their mind. So you know what it says in the, in the Bible, my people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge or truth. So it's very, very important. Um, David in, in Psalm 51, 6, 
he says that God desires truth in the inward part. God desires truth in your life. So, but we begin with, we begin with our mind. Our mind must receive the truth of God's word. That's why I encourage everyone and I encourage you every single day, read your Bible. And read thoughts, not chapters, read thoughts. Stop where the thought stops and then go over it again and meditate upon that thought. And, and as you meditate upon the thought, the nourishment of it goes go, go in your heart. So this is the way it works. So when we meditate, you know, blessed is, is the man who meditates, it says in the Psalms. He shall be like the tree planted in the rivers of water and so on. So it's important that we read the word, but we read the thought of the word. And then stop with the thought, go back and meditate on what you read, and then go on. And that starts to fill your mind with the word of God. And I would encourage you to read your Bible twice a year, not just once a year. You know, read it twice a year. And you'll see the impact of that word will literally penetrate so much that it will be like a hammer that breaks the rock, that opposition, in pieces. It says, is not thy word like a hammer, like a fire? So God's word is what does the job in our mind. Now, the second piece of the armor, uh, let's just keep, keep going, it says, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm, I'm going to continue with this, but let me just begin with it quickly, and then we'll continue tomorrow. So um, the second piece of the armor is, is again, the word. And, and here, uh, not only the, the, it begins in the, in the mind, but now the mind and the heart become united. Like I told you earlier, you know, you start with your mind, getting the word in your mind, and then you meditate, and as you meditate, it goes into your heart. And when it goes into your heart, it brings the righteousness of God in your heart. And that's what the breastplate of righteousness means. Because we protect our hearts with the word. But we have to meditate on the word before the word gets into our hearts. Um, Psalm 37 is a powerful verse. Psalm 37 and verse 31, it says this, the law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps will slide. So if you want to really be strong and stand where you won't slide and slip, when the devil attacks, the word's gotta be in your mind first and then in your heart. See, I told you earlier, God supplies it, we put it on. We got the word in our mind. We got the word in, in, in our heart. God told Israel, I said, listen, I'm going to give you manna, but I'm not going to uh, let it show up in your tent. You, you've got to go out and find it in the, in the desert out there. So every morning they had to go look for the manna out there. So God does not just, you know, he, look, he's not going to force anything on, on you and, 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 and on me. He says, look, I'm going to give it to you. Go find it and use it. Go find it and put it on. Go Go find it and receive it, eat it, the word, or manna. So that's how the Lord works. And the Lord does not uh, uh, fill us plate by plate. He fills us spoon by spoon. You eat spoon by spoon. You eat the portion you're able to handle. You can't handle more, don't eat more. So read the word as you can receive the word. Be established in present truth, not future truth, okay?
in present truth. What you can handle today, you receive it. We walk in the light that is known to us. We, we walk in present light, not past light, not future light. We walk in present light. The light God gives us today is the one we walk in. The food God gives us today is the food we walk in. The word God gives us today is the word we walk in. And that's why I say read, read your Bible daily because as you read the word, God gives you a word. See, God gives you his word and you walk in that word. You, you walk in that word. So we, we, we protect our, our heart with the word. And so the breastplate now is that righteousness through the word that God gives us and he begins living his life in us it, it's the work of the cross alive in us through the word. God imparts it through his word. We walk in it as believers. Okay, I'm going to stop and go tomorrow. In fact, I can give you just one more scripture quickly, and that is 1 Thessalonians, and then I'm going to pray with you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You know, this is so important. I really cannot... Uh, uh, rush, because if I rush, you know, some people miss it, you know, so we don't want that. But first, Thessalonians 5, 8, we're going to continue with this. It says, let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. So you can't put on the breastplate unless you are sober or serious. Soberness is the identity that we walk in as God's people, it's the commitment we have as God's people to live righteously, live holy. We make that commitment in, in our hearts. It's not you know, allowing worldliness in. It's not allowing the devil to take over. No, no. So the breastplate has got to be put on with, with seriousness, with soberness. We are serious about our commitment to the Lord here. Okay? Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray this has been a blessing to your people. Lord, as I continue, I pray that you will increase your blessed word, the knowledge of your word in them. In Jesus' glorious name, Lord, protect them and keep them as the apple of the eye and hide them under the shadow of your wings. In Jesus' wonderful name. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. What a beautiful way to start a week, you know? So, uh, thank you for being with me. And now it's time to give. And I want to remind you of the importance of sowing seed, especially when you're in trouble financially. You know, I've had moments, and I'm talking to like my, my brother, my sister, we are family. I've had moments when I did not know how I would come out of that financial uh, problem I had. And you just have to sow seed because the second you sow seed, and which is the tough part, because you you know it, it it it's a challenge, but you have to step out in obedience. You have to sow seed, and the Bible tells us how prosperity comes. Prosperity comes number one when we love the Lord, two love His word, and then obey. Step out in faith and do it. It's easy to love the Lord. It's easy to love His word. It's tough to obey sometimes because sometimes God may speak to you about giving a large amount and you start to negotiate, you know, with the Lord. Well, Lord, is that really you? I've learned one thing about God. Uh, you know, first of all, the devil will never tell you to give money to God. The devil will never tell you to give money to God. But when God speaks, he speaks very clearly and he speaks continually about the thing. So 
He, he can never remind you, okay, you've got a problem. The only way out is by sowing seed. You can never come out of a financial problem without sowing seed. I remember, and I share this with you, but I remember the one time I had a real serious problem and we needed $100,000 like in one day and I didn't know what to do. And I'm watching my precious Abby at that time go swimming. We were teaching her how to swim in California. And I remembered Psalm 41 and how when you give to the Lord and help the poor, God will get you out of your troubles and, the, and deliver you from the will of the enemy. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to sow into your work. And I, you know, promised to sow a large amount. And the Lord just spoke like this, just so clearly that I should call someone who was my partner who had been praying that morning. And the Lord said to that lady, Benny's going to call you. He needs a miracle financially. She said, Lord, if this is you, have him call me. And to my amazement, uh, it actually happened. I had someone call her first to make sure that it was the right thing to do. And, uh, and it, it, it was an amazing thing. And we needed that the next morning. And before I could say a word, she said, the Lord spoke to me that you need $100,000 by morning. I'll send it by FedEx. And I just said to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to sow so much money. It was quite a large amount. Into, into your work. And God took care of it, but I had to step out in faith. I'm talking to someone now who needs to step out in faith and do it now so God can rescue you from the financial problem and difficulty you're facing. Lord, in Jesus' name, as they sow that seed, Lord, let them see a miracle. Lord, whoever I'm talking to that needs this message, Lord, that this word Lord, speak to them about what amount to sow. And dear Jesus, I pray as they sow it, the, the, that financial miracle will happen just on time, exactly on time, in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said, Amen, Amen. Okay, you can sow right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benin.org. You can also text BHM 45777. But the quickest way really is online. So do it right now. And I'll see you tomorrow as I continue this amazing teaching that we all need. Much love to you. Bye-bye.